0: dog being killed in this movie it did nothing for me <laughs> uh it was not a point of enjoyment man i'm gonna put uh, this at the
1: start of the episode the dog getting shot did
0: nothing for me
2: <laughs> no one possibly have anticipated what was to happen at every theater where this film play it's really gross. I want to see if it's going to make me throw up. That is the most grotesque, nauseating, r picture I've ever seen. It's
1: probably the grossest thing I've ever seen. It's weird.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to uh, another fantastic episode. I'm Mitch. And I am Stefan.
1: And this is Drag Mitch to hell, the show where I subject poor Mitch to genre movies that I love, but believe he will hate. But... This is our season four opener, a premiere. That's right. We might have a new bumper. Well, if I'm industrious enough, we'll have a, a new, uh, new intro song. I, I hope so. I'm excited to uh, to hear
0: this new intro song.
1: Paul St Laurent, who's doing our the score for our movie, uh, is going to be doing the uh, the track for our title sequence. Yes, very talented fellow. Yeah, he is wonderful. About uh, as wonderful as the movie we're doing today. I <laughs> already you know how Mitch feels <laughs> just by the look alone. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to reveal what we're doing exactly yet, even though it's in the title as per usual. But uh, I did want to ask you one easy peasy question, which is what's an inappropriate movie you saw way too young?
0: So, this uh, full disclosure, you, you put this question to me earlier so I could think about it yeah um, and I struggled to come up with an answer I think I gave you two movies that I probably watched when I was like 10 years old and they were movies that I, I had to sneak watch them you know when my parents weren't around and that's because they were you know wildly inappropriate for a 10 year old boy and which
1: that's that is, all right man you're like I don't have anything then you're like,
0: I saw the movie you're going to reveal. And I was like, yeah, that qualifies, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking of something that I would have like rented or, you know, happened to have around the house. But no, I, I can't remember what channel this would have been on. Um, but the two movies I'm thinking of are Striptease and Showgirls, uh, which... For, I think you can probably deduce why I would have been interested in those uh, as a, a 10 or 11-year-old boy. Um, but yeah, I think that those are probably like the earliest memories I have of watching something inappropriate or trying to hide that I was watching something like that. Do you want a funny striptease story? Yes. I mean, I, you, there's only yes. That's
1: the only option you have to <laughs> no, respond let's, to move that. let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> uh speaking of inappropriate I saw a strip tease in the theater with my parents and like to make it even weirder I think my cousin and uh my aunts and uncle were also there and we all watched strip
0: tease together <laughs> interesting I <laughs> did not expect that to be the story
1: yeah um I, I the movie that we're going to be doing today I saw way too young I'm gonna get kind of like into my history with it after we do the the trailer but that's the reason I'm bringing it up but uh, I, I mean, I don't have anything else. I, I I saw so much stuff that was inappropriate very, very young. Like uh, the first time my parents uh, let me and my brother stay home without like a babysitter. They left us with like the exorcist to watch. And I was like, nice seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I mean, was, I was primed with all the inappropriate stuff right off the get go. I didn't have to sneak that shit at all.
0: So I'm um, now I'm curious the what the re- reaction to tease was because how old would you have been when you saw that in the theater um, that came out in what like ninety five
1: here I'm gonna cut out my my clicky clackies but I'm gonna look it up on IMDb real quick ninety six so I saw all right so I saw tease in nineteen ninety six and I was eleven probably in the theater. <laughs> I'm not I'm not joking, I for sure 150%, this isn't a false memory, I haven't concocted some kind of alternate reality where I was a little kid being brought to striptease by my parents, or with my parents, uh, in the theater with also my cousin and, and uh, aunt and uncle. This happened.
0: Yeah, so, um, And did you enjoy it? It's not did a good like, movie, this no. This is a, a bit weird thing to be watching with my parents. Um...
1: No, I I've never thought that it was weird. I know that's a popular thing. Everybody's like, I don't like watching nudity or like sex with like my parents. Uh, it's not that I'm like I'm like oh I take great joy in that. <laughs> I, I just feel neutral. I don't know, like it's not a big deal. Like I remember, we we I also watched like a Clockwork Orange very we young, and there's like there's the the home invasion like rape scene essentially. I watched that with my parents, and like I just. Uh, was fine like i don't know like i i realized that it's in retrospect it's probably not normal but at the time like i didn't have like a a barometer for uh how odd that would be but here we are uh it has turned me into a the pervert l- that you are the <laughs> fucking sick perv <laughs> Uh I'm a well adjusted. I don't know if I'm well adjusted actually. Maybe I'm tooting that horn too hard, baby. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm not normal at all, normal at all. We are of course uh doing a very odd movie today that kind of voids the rules of the podcast. If you're you're fresh here, you're you're unaware, you're a neophyte, the idea is that I subject Mitch to a new movie that he hasn't seen before um and hopefully he dislikes it but ultimately it's also fun if you like it as well because it's kind of interesting to see why you like it or why you hate it so i'm cool with a little bit of a a surprise answer but you would watch this and you'd watched it while we were doing this podcast and i remember being so fucking not not annoyed i was like (laughs) fucking mitch i was just like i was just like funny annoyed because i never thought you'd watch that on of your own accord period i didn't think that was like a a mitch like i'm gonna i'm gonna put on the toxic oh i'm just rude we're doing the toxic avenger uh (laughs) it's in the title already but i kind of like to leave it until we do the 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 intro to the 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 trailer of the film but i never thought you'd just be like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this on and have a a good evening you know what i mean and when you watched
0: it i was like just wait i'm gonna make i'm gonna force you at some point to watch this (laughs) i mean in your defense, you're, you're not wrong because I didn't just pick one day to sit down and watch this movie. This happened to be one of the months where I was doing my you know, 31 movies in 31 days challenges. And one of the prompts put to me by my friend who I do them with was watch a trauma movie and so none of them seemed like my idea of a good time. <laughs> but I was familiar with this movie. At least I knew what it was uh, out of their catalog. So I was like, well, if I'm going to pick one, I'll watch the one that I know has like a cult following. Yeah. And that's why I watched it. Uh, not just because I felt like, you know, this looks like a fun time.
1: Yeah. It's weird because this, this is obviously a hard R movie, but there's like a cartoon and like action figures and it was like a a weird it was like robocop in a sense where they took like this fully inappropriate property and then like turned it into something for for kids like capitalism you know (laughs) market this shit (laughs) like i I remember doing uh uh i really wanted like the toxic avenger action figure and i uh it's replete with like a a glue in the dark mop i feel like and just an awesome toy Uh, But I had to pick weeds from our gravel back driveway as a kid in order to like earn this toy. Uh, I then found it like like just the body of it uh, at a like a vintage store and I bought it again. But I don't have it anymore. And I wish I did. If anybody is listening who somehow has that, send
0: it to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picturing you as a child. And your parents being like, "If you don't finish pulling the weeds, you're not coming to strip tease later." Man, my childhood is
1: is weird. <laughs> yeah, or good. Like, I mean, weird is is neither like like explicitly like good or bad. It's just like, hey, this is strange. Yeah. Um, I I like to think it's good weird. Um, but uh, I'll you know I'll let you decide. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> once you know, I'm giving you more stories, you're gonna be like.
0: this this is not okay i mean you seem uh like relatively uh normal well-adjusted adults man yes i pay taxes i read books uh all the
1: normal things (laughs) should we just get into this right away let's do it all right for our season opener we're diving into a vat of atomic ooze with 1984's toxic avenger
2: meet little melvin He's a 90 pound weakling. Everyone hated Melvin.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take this mop and shove it down your throat.
2: They teased him.
1: I wanna
0: do it
2: with you. Okay. They taunted him. They tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste. Transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. The first superhero born out of nuclear waste. Holy shit! I don't know what it was, but it saved my life. All right, everybody! Drop your tacos or I'll blow your brains out! The Vandals and the Perverts had their way with the little people of Tromaville until the Toxic Avenger ripped them apart. The Toxic Avenger. His face is so terrifying. We can't show it to you now. You'll have to see the movie for yourself. The Toxic Avenger can bend steel with his bare hands. Get it! Leaps small cars in a single bound. He crushes drug pushers. Ah! Smashes hit-and-run drivers. Ah! For incredible, explosive action, you must see the Toxic Avenger. Ah! He's a different kind of hero. The Toxic Avenger is coming to your town. Look out.
1: I already know you hated this movie when you watched it. So this is a, this is a cheat. This is a full cheat. Yep. The qu- The question is, you know, I, I did this with the host where you didn't like it. And I was like, Hey, this movie low key rips, like let's, let's, let's do it and see. And you ended up liking it again, proving that cheating doesn't get you anywhere. Um, I'm, you know, I, I I'm fairly certain that the cheating is getting me somewhere today. Yeah. I'll give you my history before you reveal your sure. that's right? So I saw this in a specific place and this is like the the crucible through which I formed my like cinephile awareness and like all the different weird stuff that uh, informs who I am currently. So a super important place. This was not the aunt and uncle that I saw striptease with. <laughs> this is uh, my, my Quebecois side of the family and uh, my, I was uh, at my uncle and my aunt's house and um, my uncle Tom uh, unfortunately named I guess <laughs> um, U- Uncle Tom would take us to the video store while uh, uh, my parents played um, uh, cribbage so it was a it was a, an easy place to where my parents were occupied and I was kind of getting we were, we'd be getting carte blanche to go pick out uh, a movie and you know like it would largely be based on the the box art and the Toxic Avenger has some great box art and I've seen a few of them actually there because like I hadn't seen this in so long that I kind of mixed the sequels because these movies are just like it's like a bunch of people getting killed pretty much uh, I was like mixing in there's a like don't touch that dial and he's like takes a uh, like a uh, a thug's hand and puts it into like a VCR and like the gears smush it and it's it's super gross. But I thought that was in this movie, and it's not. But, uh, it, anyways, the point is, I watched so much stuff there uh, that uh, it surely warped my my little juvenile brain. But that that's my introduction to the Toxic Avenger. I picked this for obvious reasons. As I said, this movie is kind of like plotless to a certain extent in the in the middle section, and I think that would irritate the hell out of you because it's it's largely he's just like fighting baddies.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of pointless nonsense. I mean, that's to me, that's not why it's a bad movie. I mean, yeah. it's, it's part of it. It's a small part of it, but yeah, there's there's lots of bad stuff here to talk about. <laughs> the,
1: the The humor I thought was gonna be like entirely not your style or your speed, and like I'm curious because like nostalgia is like a lot of the reason why I enjoy this. Also, like for me. I enjoy it because, like, I, I I don't care about, like, like budgets. I don't care how, like, rough stuff looks. Sometimes, like, if there's, like, it feels like there's drive behind it, I'm sold. Like, I, I'm cool with, like, super, ultra, no-budget stuff. Uh, and I give a lot of grace that I don't think, I don't, like, I, I don't want to speak, like, put my opinion on you. But I think you have less grace for that kind of
0: stuff. Is that fair? I would say that's probably fair. I can look past certain things, um, but th- this movie is not something I can't look past. It's not even the like the budget that does this movie in for me. That there's, it's I think just the the tone, the sense of humor. Um, overall story, everything about this movie is just kind of definitely not for me. Uh, and in my opinion, kind of gross. Like, not in the way that's like, ew, I watched something and it looked gross. Like, made me feel gross watching it because I feel like this is a similar case with like Malibu Express, where I'm like, I don't feel like there's good intention behind this movie um and and it just makes it less enjoyable when you see some of the cringy gross stuff that's on screen
1: this is a greasy movie for sure i agree yeah a hundred percent you watch this and it's like similar to like the greasy strangler i feel like you just you 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 need like a thousand showers after in order to like (laughs) scrape off the gunk
0: Is, is that fair I th- actually, I think that the Greasy Strangler, not that I think it's like a, a better movie, I think they're both garbage, but um, I, the Greasy Strangler strikes me as a movie that is made with good intentions, that is trying to have, like, that's having a fun time with what it's doing um, versus this movie where I feel like it's sort of mean-spirited. Um in ways that the greasy strangler is not yeah so i think that they're different even though they're both hot garbage
1: but i have to say in order for this movie to appeal to you in some way we have a dog getting shot and a kid getting run over did (laughs) did it ingratiate itself into your good graces in any way with those two moments
0: well i feel like you're confusing me with yourself in terms of the children that are getting, uh, I mean, killed. That, well, <laughs> no. sorry, that's more, sorry, sorry, that's, hey, that's a bit unfair. Yeah. That's a
1: bit unfair. <laughs> the, the, sorry. The dog stuff is definitely not me. That's a, for thing. sure. That's definitely. Not. Yeah, yeah.
0: Although um, I don't know that I've ever expressed an enjoyment of animals being harmed in the movies. I mean, we had a, a large argument about that dog in the gate, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think I was for it being killed in the way that it was. The, the dog was dropped and it was already dead <laughs> it wasn't thrown
1: and killed
0: as you implied but uh i think that the the animal being the dog being killed in this movie did nothing for me <laughs> uh it was not a point of enjoyment man i'm gonna put uh, this at the
1: start of the episode the dog getting shot did nothing
0: for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah the children i feel uh a couple of different ways about, um, do we want to talk the plot? Like how this yeah, yeah,
1: starts? Yeah. yeah. Oh, let, 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 yeah. So, uh, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. I also wanted to mention, we're also doing this. I was going to do something else to start our, our season, but, uh, there is a point, uh, we had delayed the recording of our episode cause we're busy, but, uh, by the time this airs, fantastic fest will have already premiered the new toxic Avenger directed by, making Blair who did um I don't feel at home in this world anymore uh as well as starring in like Blue Ruin and in Green Room and and Oppenheimer (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh that that's largely the reason like we're we're going to do it at some point uh this season but when they announced that it was going to be the start of fantastic fest we thought it would be fun to do it early or i thought it'd be fun you're just like i don't want to do this period so the, yeah. when we do it is irrelevant <laughs> basically <laughs> all right let's just get into the plot we can kind of decide if if there's anything you like period sound sure. good sounds good all right solid there's not a lot here to be completely honest with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Somewhere deep within New Jersey, there exists the fictional town of Tromaville. We meet uh, Melvin Furred Junko Third, which is a mouthful for me to say, who uh, slurs and uh, stammers over his words. But uh, he's slopping up the tiled floors of the Tromaville Health Club, uh, essentially a gym slash community center, uh, if you're like, what the hell is a health club? Because uh, I am also unfamiliar. But it just sounds like... Uh, uh, almost like a spa plus gym, I think is the, is that correct? Mitch? Yeah. I
0: mean, they've got their workout equipment. They've got a pool and the sauna and you know, that's, I think that's about the gist of it.
1: Sauna's going to get put to good use, man. Uh, <laughs> yep. Anyways, uh, our, our, uh, our, our character, uh, Melvin is of course a weak, nerdly and uh stunted individual. Uh, and you know, he's the brunt of all the jokes pretty much. And in particular, there's a uh, crew of Bozo, Slug, Wanda, and Julie that takes particular joy in ruining Melvin's admittedly mediocre life. But these aren't normal run-of-the-mill baddies, because of course, you know, this is a trauma film, this is The Toxic Avenger, they have to have some kind of extracurricular activity to really reaffirm how bad these people are. Mitch, would you hazard an explanation
0: of what this activity is. You're referring to while they're driving? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they play uh, a game while they drive. Which is essentially if they can run over certain people. Or I don't know if animals are mentioned specifically. Um, but they get points for you know killing people. Especially children. Children <laughs> are like all the points basically uh so you know these people are are real bad (laughs) yeah they're they're truly immoral
1: villains uh sadly this doesn't really factor into the plot of the movie at all no like yeah who (laughs) thought that there's also so the uh the mayor of tromaville peter belgudi i think is his is his name there's also like a a loose mention of them moving toxic waste, which I think is is why it is on a car, and our character eventually falls into it. I thought they're gonna there's gonna be like a real estate development kind of like subplot deal or some larger thing going on. No, straight
0: up, hard no. Well, yeah, I, I don't know that this movie's concerned at all with making any kind of sense. Yeah, I don't and think definitely, it really gives a shit.
1: Yeah, this this movie is like a, um, like a, uh, it's energy is a teenage middle finger. Uh, it refuses to like acknowledge any kind of politics. It's
0: like fully politically correct. Yeah, well, I mean, let's, let's set the, you know, really set the tone here because yeah. the movie opens with this um, sort of weird monologue that I don't really remember what it's, uh, or voiceover rather. Um, but when we go into the health club. Yeah. And you see all the people working out and then cut to like a shot of an overweight woman eating a bag of like chips and like a chocolate bar at the same time. And when I say that the movie is mean spirited, I feel like that's the type of thing that I'm referring to. It's like you you get that and then you get uh, I believe it's the mayor uh, laying without a clothes on, on top of, like, a tray of submarine sandwiches, basically. And he and Keep in mind, he's also quite overweight. So it's like... You mentioned it's not concerned with being politically correct at all. Um, which is fine. I mean, I'm not the fucking PC police. A lot of stuff... Like, I recognize that this movie doesn't give a fuck about anything. Um, which Aggressively. Which could be, you know, endearing to some. Yeah. But I do feel like... There's still a part of me that, like, while watching this, I'm like, this is just kind of like gross. Like, even as like a, a joke, it's like this is like the lowest hanging fruit. Like, like you said, like a teenage joke you could possibly make. This is what people were joking about when they were twelve, um, which is why when I watch it, I'm like, this this humor isn't doing anything for me. And I also feel like the main character, um, it's like a borderline developmentally delayed (laughs) and like sure he's being like picked on by bad people but i also feel like we're laugh we're meant to laugh at him as well as an audience and it also just like one it's not funny because it's just like so over the top and dumb um but also i'm just like uh, i just it just feels weird like why 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 do you think that this is like humor that resonates and it, apparently it does i mean the movie has a big cult following they're remaking it i mean people clearly like this um and i i don't want to come like across as i'm condemning this movie because it's it should be canceled and you're not allowed to say these things <laughs> it's like that's no, just not funny like yeah. that's just not funny to me i don't know
1: and the stuff you pointed out is definitely the weakest stuff in the movie. It's, like, completely, like, fat phobic. You know, like, it, it's definitely just, like, it does feel mean. This whole movie feels mean, uh, which I think makes it maybe a little bit more palatable to a certain extent because it just feels like a cartoon nasty world almost where it kind of, like, exists outside of, you know, like, if... if the stuff were in, like, another movie that was maybe more ingrained in, like, reality, it would somehow be m- much more offensive, I guess. I don't know. I, I completely agree. The- those jokes that you said are don't work, period. will not defend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but I think that, like, to me, that's mostly the tone of the whole thing. I mean, it's not constantly you know, fat jokes or jokes about this. Again, I don't know. Like the character is not developed enough for me to say he is handicapped or if it's just like, this is just really over the top portrayal of what they are deemed to be like an awkward dumb guy yeah um it's it's hard to tell because there's i mean there's no nuance in the movie at all yeah he's like uh, no lines pretty much yeah. yeah um so again it's just a, a bizarre like the sense of humor doesn't work for me and like i said it's it's clearly established that this movie is not interested in in being politically correct or anything. And this, as far as I know, this whole sort of trauma universe lives in this sort of same area of outside of sort of the norm popular culture where it's like, it just does its own thing. We're throwing sex in there and dumb jokes and whatever. And it's not meant to be like taken seriously. Um, and again, if that's your thing, that's fine. I don't think that this movie shouldn't be seen. It's like anything like that. It just, it, the humor does not land for me. Nor does a lot of the, <laughs> the other stuff in the movie <laughs> either. Um, I just think it's, it's mostly bad all around. Uh, so I think that he is
1: intended to be like developmentally delayed because there's a, uh, I don't know how to explain this without getting to like, more like offensive language that i don't want to use but he's he's licking a window at one point which is a expression that people use the as a surrogate for the hard r word we will not be using period on this show um but yeah i think there is an uh, he's for sure stunted because he lives with his mom he works as a not to say working as a janitor is a uh, an unworthy vocation but he is presented as somebody who's just like Feels like he's never like kissed a girl or sure you know he has a very small bubble that is his world and that's it. Um,
0: well, he gets yeah. the chance to potentially kiss a girl.
1: Yes. Um, All right. Let's. Well, why don't she, we get to this
0: right now? Yeah. This yeah. is pretty much
1: the, the 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 intro is is the movie. Then there's like very little else <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. So we'll spend a little bit of time with this. But, sure. Um. So the 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 mean quad. Our, 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 our gang that's trying to just like destroy Melvin through incessant needling hatches a plan where um, basically Julie comes on to him, who is uh, our, the the friend group, uh, Bozo, Slug, uh, Wanda and Julie. Uh, Julie is Bozo's partner, Wanda is Slug's partner. So uh, Julie comes up to Melvin and she's like, I'm sick of Bozo. He's so mean to people. I don't like the way that he's acting anymore and like I'm interested in you now Uh, and he's like well like I don't know and you know in in his way and uh, she eventually uh, convinces him that they should go like hook up in the gym but he must don a pink outfit in order because that's her favorite color so in order to uh, consummate their new union he must don the pink attire and it's like a she already has an, uh, an outfit picked out it's like a tutu ballerina kind of deal so he's got to put that on get his his mop and meet her out in the in the gym and when he gets there it's like a pitch black gym which makes zero sense because it's daytime but you know <laughs> and it, and there's, there's like, like a
0: hundred th- people secretly <laughs> in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she also convinces him in order to don the attire she he, she's like nobody's gonna be there don't worry about it so we have a packed gym pitch black and julie's kind of like calling out to him like come here melvin and uh he's like oh julian starts smooching uh, then they flip on the lights and it's revealed that it's a sheep with lipstick on that <laughs> he's kissing he's got his like arms draped around it yeah. uh it's it's very very funny uh and of course there's everybody <laughs> i know you're like i i, I, I was like that sheep's kind of cute man not not like a romantic way to be clear i mean like it it's an adorable looking sheep okay I uh, that got weird real quick <laughs> yeah. i did not mean for it to i mean like i enjoyed the the reveal i thought it was uh I, you know, I've, I'm a child in some ways, and sure. so that that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, this causes our chain of events that sees uh, all of these people kind of like, you know, crowd around Melvin, who's you know increasingly growing frantic, and in order to escape the situation, he jumps out of a window. Uh, descends down into a, uh, a vat of toxic waste, and there is a like a flatbed uh, trailer where all the stuff had been carted in front of the health club, and the drivers were just stopping for a break or whatever. And that's the that's the setup. Yes. Uh, that starts the scene, and that's where he ends up eventually. Um, and this is this is like the uh, spider that uh, uh, Frenches Peter Parker. This is what creates our our titular Toxic Avenger. And did any of of this start sequence work for you?
0: Uh, no, it, it did not. And <laughs> I'll, I'll explain why. Um, again, the the sort of odd sense of humor with, like, everyone being so insanely over the top is not my thing. Like, every single one of these characters in the gym, the bad people... Uh, Melvin, whoever, the performances are just like ratcheted up to eleven, like off the fucking charts. Uh, in a way that to me is not fun or enjoyable uh, or funny. Um, the the joke itself, like the gag, oh, he's he's kissing a sheep. Again, not my brand of humor like and then again revealing it's like oh there's a hundred people in this gym and they're all laughing at him to the point where like you know maybe it's not his intention but it kind of feels like he's like uh, he jumps out of like a second or third story window it's like is this guy being like ridiculed to the point where like he tries to kill himself to get out of like the situation because he's so embarrassed um which on its own again is like the, it's not going for it to be serious. It's like, is this supposed to be funny? I just, it, that there's no humor in that to me. Um, and then I mentioned the sort of Malibu Express of it all, which is the the nudity, which is they have their exchange in the bathroom, and she's like, oh yeah, I don't want slug anymore. Bozo, I don't fucking know which uh, one. Bozo, Bozo. Um, yeah, <laughs> who gives a fuck, man? <laughs> I want you, and I, Pink's my favorite color, and then takes off her top and you know reveals her breasts. And I want to say that's not the first time we see breasts in the movie. And I, I mean, I'm the guy who said when I was you know 11 years old I was sneaking watches of Showgirls and and striptease and. 11-year-old me would have been like, yeah, boobs uh, <laughs> when this happens in this. But uh, 35-year-old me, while still appreciating them, um, f- just finds that it's, it's just kind of tasteless. It's just like, well, we're making this trashy movie. Like, if we want people to watch it, just make these women take their tops off. And it's like, okay. Like, I don't know. There's just there's a lot of sort of like skeezy elements of this movie where I'm like, uh, like I said, that's why it just made me feel gross watching. I'm like, none of this feels like it's well-intentioned in any sort of way. So it's like on top of the weird racist humor Um, Sort of making fun of the fat people, making fun of this potentially handicapped guy, you know, women taking their clothes off just for men to basically get off. I don't know. It's just all of it sort of adds up to a kind of gross viewing experience. And again, this stuff is allowed to have its place. I don't really care. I'm not saying this shouldn't exist. It's just not my thing. So like watching it and just like ugh, like none of this works for me. I messaged you probably 30 minutes in and I'm like, I'm struggling, man. Like yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> what you're saying is this is a slam dunk home run. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the dragging of me to hell, this is right up there with uh with Malibu Express or with uh The Greasy Strangler. Again, different vibes in, in each movie, but certainly this one is I think probably this and Malibu Express both are sort of seem ill-intentioned, like mean-spirited and just kind of gross. And that's why I don't love it, which is also kind of like curious to me as to why you love this, because I'm like the, the intentions seem not so great. And so... I feel like you, as a person, uh, you know, are not, uh, as far as I know, uh, <laughs> a racist or bigot or <laughs> <laughs> or any of these things. Um, so it's odd to me that you get so much enjoyment out of this movie.
1: Yeah. Again, a lot of it is, to be honest, like nostalgia. If I watch this cold today i don't think i would enjoy it there's parts of it that i still would appreciate that i still do appreciate like a lot of the stunt children's
0: work, head getting run over
1: 150 <laughs> uh, percent. that whole sequence i think is a blast still I, I will defend that sequence i think it's awesome they're like why are you out so late kitty and they're like they're waving at the kid and then they're like how much to hit him in the bike?" fucking u-turn and, and run full tilt at the kid and then oh my god he's still moving and they run him over again and it's
0: good yeah. stuff and crush his head and then go and take pictures of it yeah um which good stuff surprisingly it's probably the least <laughs> offensive <being laughs> in the movie
1: it's definitely uh i, I i'm I'm on, I'm on board with that sequence i also think a lot of the like, there's a, a sequence later on when uh, it's Slug and Bozo and, and Toxie's on top of the vehicle and they're driving through, like, New Jersey. And, it like, to me, it looks dangerous. And there's something that I, I, I don't appreciate anything that actually is dangerous when you're filming. Nobody should die making a fucking movie. It's stupid. But if it were done safely, I just think it looks so good. And there's, like, so much of that stuff that I really enjoy um and i i do like stuff that goes to that exists at like the turn it up to 11 kind of kind of movies uh and that's what appeals to me i guess um but yeah like it, i don't say like oh this is amazing and it's not without fault it like racism is not cool it's not funny <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that stuff does hasn't aged well even like i was watching the I have here. I'll hold it up for for you, but not for the listener because this is obviously just a auditory uh, field. But I'm also blocking my microphone, ruining the audio quality, yeah, <laughs> and showing you this thing. But it's like the uh, what do I have? The 21st anniversary golden edition humor tracks on that branding uh, right there. But it it starts with a commentary from from Lloyd Kaufman and he said he drops
0: the N-word in regards to Toxie. And I was like, that's like not okay. (laughs) So you bought a few more copies to support them yeah yeah
1: i, I there, there must be a new new uh, i can't
0: wait for the 25th anniversary uh, yeah they
1: just like keep, uh, i mean this is a dvd this is i bought this when i was probably 19 or something i imagine like this is a long time ago um well let's see 2002 yeah it was probably like 16 or something when when i bought this okay yeah because this movie this movie's old as hell uh it is old as hell 1984 is that yes so it's older than i am so there you go yeah ain't that a a frightening
0: factoid (laughs) um
1: yeah i don't know what
0: happens uh what happens next after so after he jumps in the toxic waste
1: yeah he runs home uh we we find out that he lives with his mother who's like banging on the door and he's run a bath for himself and he hops in and that's when he kind of transforms into Toxie. um and it creates I, i think there is something interesting here and this is this is me trying to like uh get you know signpost one interesting thing in this movie he he doesn't want to fight crime he is now compelled to fight crime And the inclinations that he has seems to void his own, like, will, I guess. I think that's interesting. It's only, like, a throwaway, like, line or two. (laughs) But he's like, I don't understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I think that is very cool. I kind of want that explored more.
0: Sure. (laughs) Okay. okay. You know what? Fine. I just, I don't know. It's Like you said, it's such a throwaway, like, thought that they probably didn't even think twice about, uh... When this movie was being conceived, uh, that I don't know that I can give the movie much credit for it.
1: Man, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, 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 part of it is like I, I think that I have like such a an aggressively vivid imagination all the time. I like create things in my head um, in the context of the in my mind of the film where I'm like, oh, this, like, how would that like my empathy just runs rampant with like, how would it feel for Melvin slash Toxie to like be a monster now and to feed feel compelled. up uh, bad guys yeah to, to right the wrongs yeah of trauma not
0: want to do it
1: yeah i think that's kind of cool maybe it's explored in the newest iteration i have absolutely no clue i'd like to check it out uh but maybe maybe one day um well for sure one day maybe we can do that on our next season uh i'm, I'm kind of curious how ha, has this has the newest iteration kind of like shed some of the like more Inappropriate stuff while still keeping kind of like the teenage middle
0: finger attitude of the film and bringing it into like, I'm curious as well, because I feel like the people involved as much as this movie, like you you can't really give trauma shit for what they do just because like, we, we know what they're making and that's just the way that it is. Um, But it's sort of seen as like lesser than I wouldn't even say B movie, like C, D tier, just nonsense that gets pushed out and, and whatever. But this has actual actors of notoriety and people who have fame. Um, <laughs> Peter Jinklage, <English>, Elijah Wood. <laughs> like In this culture, you can't do a lot of the shit that they do in this movie. So I'm curious to see how they navigate that. I don't know that I'm going to enjoy what they put out because I think Elijah Wood was also a producer on The Greasy Strangler. um, And I hated that. So maybe it'll be similar along those lines, like less mean-spirited and more just absurd. Um, But I don't know. I probably won't like it. So maybe we can do it for the show we'll see yeah uh, but i am very curious
1: yeah me too um also very curious Have I, I know you're allergic to like any kind of like press material for movies and you like to go in like as blind as possible but have you seen the elijah wood still the from, from the movie still yeah. Um,
0: i don't the, think you would so. know if you knew
1: yeah it, you'd 100 percent like be okay. like yes i've seen it if you had seen it so he looks interesting in it let's put it <laughs> let's put it that way is he playing melvin no, 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 no. Uh, Peter Dinklage is uh, the Toxic Avenger in the newest iteration. Which, by the way, I have to say, people can fuck off. Uh, there's, like, there's like so many people who are, like, commenting on the fact that, you know, Peter Dinklage is, like, a little person playing the Toxic Avenger. There's kind of, like, a, like, not my toxy, internet response. And I was, okay. like like uh shut the fuck up (laughs) like you fucking nerd incel (laughs) get get back into your basement like jesus uh yeah not cool man i'm excited uh peter dinklage rolls and i'm I'm excited to see what he does in the role uh so if you're one of those weird nerds stop listening to our podcast and go fuck yourself (laughs) that's all i have to offer all right so uh, now that I've been curt to a potential listener/slash listeners, uh, should we talk about the uh, the crime fighting he's now compelled to do?
0: I mean, we should. It's, it's totally it's, gonna, it's irrelevant.
1: Yeah, but, but 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 I, yes. I do want to say. So, uh, the, the first, uh, altercation is we have, uh, cigar officer- face, cigar face, him and his, <laughs> his cronies, and they're trying to bribe, uh, bribe officer O'Clancy, who ultimately passes up, uh, the, uh, the bribe in favor of, uh, trading in for a beating, uh, saying you're wasting your time. And then the Cigar Face offers the absolutely wonderful line, undeniable. You have to get behind this line, Mitch.
2: You're wasting your time. No, that's where you're wrong. You're wasting our time. <laughs>
0: now we're going to waste you. Genius. Are you? No, come on, baby. There's going to be like a yeah. little bit of like, it's, it's fun. I, I have a hard time having fun with a singular line mentioned by a character who is, has not existed in the movie up to this point. Like it's just like, okay, now spring these characters on me. And I don't know. I'm sure there's the line somewhat clever. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just, I'm like, okay, now we're getting these three sort of silly, these goofy over the top bad guys for Toxie to come and dispatch of which sort of then becomes like you said the whole sort of middle portion of this movie which is just him beating up bad people who aren't even the bad people we are introduced to at the beginning of the movie it's just a bunch of random bad people who are bribing the cop or robbing the taco restaurant uh, yeah, like fast food restaurant. Like it's a Mexican uh, restaurant, you're right? Uh, sure. Um, we just again, it's like oh, now he's beating people up, and uh, I don't care. It's it's uh, you mentioned the stunt work and like the on top of the car later on. Sure, definitely looks dangerous. I'm sure they didn't follow any sort of safety <laughs> protocols. Um, but as far as the actual like fight sequences where he's beating people up or doing things mostly kind of lame and uninspired um there's a few half decent special effects uh, i do think the this isn't when he's beating people up but running over the kid's head and exploding it onto the ground i do think looks pretty fucking disgusting um which is effective that, that works um, it's and, just it's just a watermelon by the way yeah it definitely with a, with looks a wig on it, yeah awful yeah. um but um The other one is when he's beating everybody up at the gym and he puts the, the guy's laying down and he sort of puts, drops the weights through his head. And then you see his head moving a little bit, like his mouth moving while the top half of his head is crushed. Um, And I'm like, that's the best part of the movie right there because this looks good for what it is. Yes, I agree. All right. So,
1: you mentioned that this is a a series of like vigilante acts that populate the middle section of the movie. You're correct. I agree. That's also kind of why like if if you hadn't seen the movie, my reasoning would be that this you would have been out like this this is just a sequence of loosely connected sequences that are ultimately not super consequential. The only consequence is that like the the first act he leaves behind the mops after. So Toxie comes, saves the day, and O'Clancy sees this quote unquote monster, uh, and lore of the, the Toxic Avenger spreads through Tromaville, uh, and the mops left behind kind of like are his calling card. Uh, we then have like multiple sequences. We have the Mexican restaurant you just mentioned which uh the only consequence is that he meets his uh future girlfriend who is a uh a blonde woman or a blonde woman jesus christ a blind woman named sarah uh who uh we had already mentioned her service dog gets obliterated by the thugs a sequence mitch absolutely just gets behind (laughs) hard um but like that's really the only important tidbit from that and then we have him like dispatching um like pimps peddling you know underage sex workers
0: uh yeah, and she's then, d- only 12 years old and only 12 dollars
1: it's so gross it is so <laughs> yeah. gross in, in that case like it is like successful at like making you feel that way and i think that is the intention and i think but yeah of, at
0: least that's what the point is that this is a gross thing that this person is doing yeah um yeah so i agree Yeah.
1: And then, uh, I'm trying to think of, I think the only other, uh, instance, uh, where there's like any kind of like real plot consequences that Toxie dispatches like a, an elderly woman in a laundromat, uh, offering a truly racist, uh, Chinese accent, uh, catchphrase, which is not going to be uttered (laughs) at all. Oh, you don't want to say it? uh no did you do a, the accent not, not stuff <laughs> you did it off air
0: mitch do it now <laughs> uh just to be I clear i was just checking neither, my notes because need, i wrote it down to be like and i literally wrote oof next yeah, to yeah it. it's, it's, it's rough
1: like, oh boy. yeah <laughs> to be clear uh neither mitch uh or i uttered this at all period uh <laughs> <laughs> do not i mean do not be upset at us
0: <laughs> i don't have a problem with saying what it is um it's just, yeah, it's a, a racist remark about the laundromat, um, which then uh, your favorite movie, The Departed, uh, steals uh, a little bit, um, but in what is meant to be a Jack Nicholson being racist. Uh, oh, interesting. <laughs> comment in that movie. Interesting. This is
1: like Toxie being racist, which is like truly like baffling because it's your your hero
0: he's the yeah.
1: exhibiting behavior which reasonably well, which is why this
0: movie is so like it's gross Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> just fucking the gross. Whole movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah even our heroes are racist um so the, the only reason i bring this up is because uh the elderly woman's death seems uh there, there's no purpose behind it Toxie's just compelled to kill this innocent person which ultimately it's revealed that the the uh, crime kingpin for this whole uh, Tromaville city is the mayor um, and he is looking for any reason to kind of like turn public opinion against Toxie while it is revealed that eventually this elderly woman is a uh, a lynchpin in a white slavery ring which <laughs> is the humor of this movie but anyways the mayor chooses to bring in the national guard to combat Toxie uh, and in a g- not so dissimilar from Spartacus kind of moment, we have the town rally or the city rally behind him or in front of him, I guess, and, and block the national guards' aim from uh, from Toxie uh, turning it on to them. And the mayor's crimes are laid bare, and uh, we have Toxie ripping out his entrails at the end, uh, asking him if he has any guts. I didn't even talk about him, dis- uh, quote unquote, dispatching his like the the people who bullied him because it's like so. <laughs>
0: it's a non. It's yeah. It's, it's inconsequential. Like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my notes that I was making. I, I miss I miss this. stuff
1: too. I I have like very loosely blocked out stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And I just I steamrolled over it. Anyways, that's the Toxic Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he also has to leave home at one point because uh, after he destroys uh, Cigar Face's crew, he goes home and his mother won't let him in because, like, he looks like a monster.
0: Um,
1: and he has to go live in a junkyard.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With his blind girlfriend.
1: Yeah. That's all good stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. One of my notes that uh, I enjoyed is that the... Kids under 12 are worth double points uh, for their game. And then I put a uh, hyphen. Stefan would fit in with this crowd. <laughs>
1: I mean, I well, Sorry. They're, they're truly deplorable people. Uh, yeah. So
0: maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: what else do I have here? Uh, there's a Nazi cop, which our sheriff, which is kind of funny. Yes. Um, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of oof in this. The, uh, The voiceover is very bizarre. So like, we don't see Toxie speaking until way later on in the movie, but you hear him talking to the people and I don't know, it's, it's strange. I mean, when I heard Peter Dinklage was playing him, I was like, okay, he's got kind of a similar sounding voice, but it just really threw me off because I didn't remember that. It's very formal. Yeah. Well, it's just like, he's beating up these people and he's growling. It's like i'm sorry i've never done that before pardon me madam
1: <laughs> all right so i i we're done this pretty much i have one final question before we get into our purgatories uh will you entertain it absolutely
0: well i feel like this is the fastest we've ever gone through the plot of a movie
1: yeah i mean this i think this is going to be the hopeful uh trajectory that we follow so like I feel like we don't need to talk about like the majority of a movie. We can just like pare it down. Like we, we did. We gave we did uh, gave short shrift to Sarah, the the blind girlfriend in this movie. There's more of her.
0: Yes, and lots uh, of hilarious jokes where she touches his hands, like "Wow, you're so strong," and then touches his penis and is like, "Wow, you're so strong," and then she's like, "Oh, oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah." And then they have sex, and I'm sure there's more boobs there. Yeah, um, yeah. So, Sorry, I didn't mean to do really Whatever your no, question like, was. No, like I was trying
1: to think if there was like a good segue from that into the question, and there's not. Period. <laughs> um, this is a movie that has a ton of kills in it. Pick one that you, that's above the rest, the leader of the pack.
0: I think I already. Uh, I think I mentioned it already. Oh, did you? Well. Yeah, I thought it was the best part of the movie. The uh, oh, the the, the weight, the, the weight coming down, the weight crushing. Um, I think I'm, that that's the best one for me. Um, oh, the uh, yeah. the Mexican restaurant uh, didn't do a whole lot for me.
1: Oh man, I'm um, a huge fan of the uh, the hands in the deep fryer. Yeah, you, you for the for our <laughs> listening audience, Mitch looks unimpressed.
0: <laughs> I mean, All right, let, let, that
1: let me set the scene here. But, like, think about how awful that would be. So, he, like, forces his hands into the, like, the, the fry tray or whatever and, and curls it inwards so his hands can't escape. Then he thrusts him into the, the deep fryer and then twists the pipe around him so he's, like, forced to stay in this position as his, like, hands are being cooked.
0: That's pretty good, no? Yeah, I mean, like, that'd be terrifying in reality, in this sort of, a like goofy world, it just sort of falls flat for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Stefan. It's all right. Uh, I mean, but the, there were some great jokes afterwards about uh, all the food puns or whatever. The, I can't even remember what yeah. the jokes were other than, like, a, I've got a full slice pizza in the ready to go or some bullshit. I don't fucking know. Some it pretty just, good. Great stuff. <laughs> yes, it was clearly uh, great. I loved yeah. it.
1: Um, All right, let's just get into the purgatories. Um, You, um, this is probably challenging. Um,
0: Let's do... hmm, Let's do favorite scene first. I sort of just decided to to wing it for these because there's not a whole lot in this movie that I did enjoy. (laughs) Um, I think if I was going to pick a favorite scene, it would probably be... The one you mentioned with the, the bad folks driving around and introducing their game and then killing the, <laughs> the child <laughs> for a couple of reasons. I think that as much as the tone and the over-the-top uh, nature of this movie does not appeal to me, for whatever reason, Bozo was just so ridiculous that I couldn't help but laugh at this guy. <laughs> Bozo so he made over. me laugh. Bozo <laughs> dubbed over. And then the special effects work of the running over of the child um, that worked for me. Uh, so th- that that's my favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right. Uh, favorite performance? Um, so uh, for the same reason, I, uh, I picked Gary Schneider as uh, Bozo. <laughs> uh <laughs> again because he amused me in the moments that he was on screen uh and that was enough yeah i mean yeah. he he plays I like mean,
1: a a rage guy like he's like he's like doing like like uh uh like lifts and the guy's like oh you're looking like you got a little bit of fat on your belly there he's like what I don't got no fat, and then he like grabs a hold of his like stomach. He's like fat, and then he just like aggressively starts lifting, even harder than before.
0: Yeah, he's it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> good performance.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I think he understood the assignment and did what needed to be done.
1: All right, least favorite scene. <laughs> which which least of the, of the uh, assortment, the crop? It's a thick crop.
0: The crop. I mean, I don't know that it's one scene. I feel like the entire beginning of the movie just really put me off. Um, The interactions between Melvin and the people at the gym leading up to his uh, ultimately jumping out of the window... Uh, Again, just his portrayal, just like something about it just puts me off. I don't like watching him in this movie. I just feel weird. And I'm like, get him out of here. Like, I don't want you here, Melvin. You're making me uncomfortable. Which is probably actually what those people are are thinking, uh, the bad guys. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. His interactions, maybe I'll just pick the scene with the... uh, where she takes her top off and convinces him to come in because it's like a weird manipulating this handicapped guy, by and also like <laughs> exploiting this woman at the same time. I don't know. It, 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 none of it feels good. Watching <laughs> it <stuff. laughs> so say oh, that's my favorite.
1: Sweet. All right, great. Um, Least favorite performance. I assume, I think I know who this is, but you know,
0: Mark Torgel? yeah, yeah, as Melvin, as Melvin, yeah, yeah. I know, Mister,
1: Mister, Mister Junko, don't like it. I don't like it. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I here wanted we are. to. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, I have a couple more notes that I just wanted to address <laughs> because I feel like this movie is so strange, and I'm wondering your thoughts on a couple of things. Um, Shoot. So. There's a weird moment that I feel like doesn't <laughs> really fit in with the rest of the movie where we're seeing Sarah is the blind girlfriend, right? Yes. So she's just sort of like hanging out by herself and there's this like ominous creepy music playing and like we're almost like POV camera where we're like moving towards her and it's like trying to make it like scary and like build tension as like something bad's about to happen and then it's just Toxie being like, oh hey. And I'm like, what was the point of this? Like I, it just it seems so strange. It's like, it's not like a horror sort of slasher movie. Um and this is like the blind girlfriend who's just like chilling by herself. I don't know. I just I jotted that down to be like, why are we trying to like build in a scare here? Like, I don't know. It just it, I understand that this movie is wild and over the top and, and sort of dumb. Um, and so I don't question when they're doing dumb things intentionally, but then this just sort of seemed out of place. I was like, this isn't the same movie that it seems like you're making. So, I mean, maybe it's just bad filmmaking, uh, which certainly <laughs> is <impossible. laughs> But I was wondering if you had any thoughts. Uh, I mean, why not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> why well, haven't why not uh it it is an odd moment I think they're at this point you're supposed to think that potentially people are like the the mayor or his crew would be coming after Toxie so it could be potentially uh a fake out of them going after the Sarah character and ultimately it's just Toxie, as like a fake
0: out but but I don't see. know. Yeah. Yeah. Speculate me, into the let void. Let see if i got anything, uh, in my notes here. I'll find
1: a way to excuse a, a moment in a movie. I'll, I'll tort myself into any position.
0: Yeah. Oh, the, uh, I mean, it really doesn't, uh, need to be mentioned, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, one of the female villains masturbating in the sauna. Is she looking at pictures they took of the dead kid? Yes. Is that the the idea? Okay, I I wasn't sure. (laughs) Getting off to 12 year old brains on the road. Oh, Oh, man. man. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 What what a movie. What what a great choice for our, our season opener. A truly terrible movie yeah um, but that's what the show is all about is making me watch junk <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man so we're gonna we're gonna continue with junk uh our next episode will be some kind of like halloween tinged right. film and maybe we'll try to get like a guest on or something just to to vary it up or not we'll see you know how we'll see what time the people are. are doing yeah exactly uh i haven't picked it yet uh but i think what we should do is we'll do like uh, a very informal uh, little hell in between and maybe talk about like what we're watching for the the month of october how about that for spooky season for spooky yeah. season yeah and then we can do i'll pick something and we can do it and hopefully drop it uh like maybe a week before halloween or something so
0: okay when uh when is this episode going to drop, you think?
1: This one will drop on
0: October 2nd, Monday. Okay. Well, I'd say it's unlikely that uh, people will hear it in time, but maybe they can catch it after the fact because it's also a podcast. Uh, you and I are going to be guesting on the movie Madhouse podcast. Oh, sorry. I, was, I wasn't,
1: that wasn't a finger. I was wagging my oh, finger, you were, like, like, no, 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 no. Wagging me, no. Like, no, no. no, we're not. I had, I had a thought in my head. Uh, <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, I kind of have like ADHD and my brain's just like going out with all of its tendrils at all times. And sometimes, sometimes it's hard for me to remember all I want to talk about when we're doing this podcast. And afterwards, I'm largely just like fucking an idiot and just slapping my head. I'm like, oh, I meant to talk <laughs> about this and I didn't talk about this. Um, in reality, the podcast is already long enough. I don't need to talk about more shit, so give myself a little bit of grace there. But I did want to mention, the movie's kind of a revenge movie, The Toxic Avenger. Uh, which it, that, is...
0: Is, that is true. That's what uh, we're going to be discussing uh, the Movie Madhouse podcast uh, Monday evening. Uh, if you want to catch it live, we'll be on video. You can see our uh, beautiful faces discussing uh, our favorite revenge films. Uh, which uh, should be a fun time. Oh, and man. Sorry. Now
1: finish your finished thought.
0: Oh, that I was going to say the off. reason why we are talking about revenge movies on the podcast is because as much as I hate uh, shameless self-promotion, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I have a movie that I wrote and directed uh, called Twilight Ride that is going to be having its world premiere at the Four City Film Festival in London, where we shot a lot of the movie, where I'm from. Uh, October 15th, so just doing some promotion for that. It's a, a bit of a revenge movie, uh, and so that's why we're doing the podcast. So if you're in the London area or somewhere close, October 15th, get a ticket, uh, come out, watch the movie, uh, and hopefully enjoy it, please. <laughs> Buy tickets
1: or I'm going to literally kill myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, i'll be there too it's gonna be a good talk. um i congratulations uh i think this is oh, the first you. time we've been able to actually talk about it on our podcast because we've been we we're delayed in in posting a new episode so yeah For, formal congratulations
0: to talk about it until yeah. they announced it. But uh, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, exciting. It's been a long uh, journey to to get it out to, onto the screen here. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Should be a fun night. Should be lots of people there. Uh, and like I said, hopefully they enjoy the movie. Yes, sir.
1: Um, I'm also, I forgot to mention, uh, a guest host on the World of Horror podcast on one of their episodes, Tackling Road Games. That I don't know when that's dropping, but... You should just listen to the podcast, anyways, because it's good stuff. So, uh, you know, give them some love. And I think that's it for our episode. Is that fair?
0: I think that that's uh, fair to say.
1: All right, cool. Uh, we'll be back eventually in October with hopefully two episodes uh, if we're industrious enough.
0: Yes, we we can we, do, we it do, it. We'll do it. I faith
1: we will do it. We're gonna this. get back. We're gonna get back on the train of like semi regular. Posting and no more month long breaks, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> All right. We'll see. But uh, for now, why don't we just say goodbye? Bye. I, my voice kind of cracked a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, whatever. Bye. Bye.